Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? Previously on The Real Feels Podcast. Hey man, you guys gotta teach me that prayer. That's some good shit, man. No way, Jack. It's a podcaster's prayer. My father's show and his father's show before him... That's our shit. Oh, come on! I mean, which movies make the cut? Is there a raffle or something? To be honest, that first season, it was sort of randomly generated. Well, what do you do? Well, we sort of got a system on it how we do it now. Hey, hey, wait, me, me, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy. I, I know all the listeners, their movie preferences, the podcasts they listen to, their emails. I even know what Patreons they're supporting. I know where they could download. They could get everyone. So what do you think? Do we let him join? I'm strangely comfortable with it. And now, the continuing story of the Real Feels podcast. And, and podcasters, podcasters we shall be, for thee, my grand baggins, for thee. Genres hath descended forth from thy hand, that our reviews may carry out thy command. We, we shall, shall flow some Pepsi forth to thee, and teeming with salt and candy corn shall it ever be. In nominate grab baggins. Tu est realist. Es feelist. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Real Feels Podcast. Thank you for joining us. If this is your first time, you know, putting us in your ear holes, we are a movie review podcast that reviews movies every two weeks. More importantly, fortnightly, fortnightly, fortnightly. But we review a new movie genre every single time with a movie to match. And today we are doing our anti-hero genre with 2000s. The Boondock Saints. There was a firefight! <laughs> They're all the bean footage. I can never get it out of my head without hearing Cody saying, There was a firefight! Well, I'm sorry I have, about I that. Have to, I, have to, I have to hear it as, as Cody's accent. Sure. 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 Of course. The dames. Bean footage? Bean footage. Bean footage. On the streets of Boston. This was no gangland assassination. It was way too sloppy. Something went wrong here. An FBI agent is on a case. All the low lives in the quiet city of Boston start dropping dead, and you think it's unrelated. They're all bad guys. Now they're all dead bad guys. The victims are the mob. What we have here, gentlemen, is the beginning of the first international mob war and the hitmen think they're on a mission from god anybody you think is evil don't you think that's a little weird a little psycho sort of like 7-eleven we're not always doing business but we're always open that is nice and close <laughs> there was two shooters Bang, freaking fantastic this guy's very sharp he hasn't figured us out yet, he will. All we know is what we found out from the neighbors. And the general consensus is, they're angels. Amen. In a place where the violent have the power, 
destroy all that which is evil so that which is good may flourish. One lawman doesn't know whether to catch the killers. I believe what they do is necessary. Or join them. All the things I wish I could do, these guys are doing. With every breath, we shall hunt them down. Each day, we will spill their blood. There was a firefight! Oh. I, th- this movie itself, for me, is is very nostalgic. I enjoy it so much. You have a you have a pre Walking Dead uh, Norman Reader, Reader, Reedus, Reedus. Reedus. Why do I say Reader? Norman Reedus and uh, you know Sean Patrick O'Flannery. Yeah, I think it's just just Flannery. Flannery. Why do I say? But I am fucking up names on my own movie. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> but William Defoe. Mm-hmm. Mm. William Defoe. Love me some William Defoe. And uh, they use pneumonia. They, they use pneumonia. pneumonia. <laughs> no, and uh, Rocco. Yeah, Rocco and uh, Billy Connolly. Mm, of course. Uh, but uh, and I, it, I'm not mispronouncing it, you know, on the sly. But and it was uh, something that because this was a movie my buddies and I used to watch back the game it, back in the day. It was like one of the half dozen movies my roommate and I had between each other. And I just feel like the way that Willem Dafoe says it, it's not the pronounced ammonia. He puts like a, it's like they do you smell it. They use pneumonia. <laughs> and so I know pneumonia is a respiratory disease, but for the the for this podcast, it is ammonia. He really does that. Ammonia. Pneumonia. <laughs> and he, uh, like I've said before, this podcast, he, I believe, is kind of the glue mm. that keeps this film from going too silly. Like he adds like the silliness, mm-hmm. um, but it in a very structured way and not too like slapstick. He gives enough exposition to like keep you going and understand what the cops are seeing from their side. I just I love I love the choice of him. He's oh, intriguing. Yeah. Plus he's he's flamboyant. He's witty, and he's just taking these these you know sort of dumpy Boston cops. <laughs> Uh, to class. <laughs> Why don't you get me a cup of coffee? Who the hell is it? Cafe latte. What the fuck? Twist fu- lemon. Chief, what the fuck is this? Sweet and low. I, it, it, because it goes everything against that their nor- that their norm is, and that I that I think is the great part. I mean, him investigating the crime scene while listening to his classical music. He is figuring stuff out that they never even would have looked for, and then of course the one uppity cop. Who keeps telling him like, no, this is this is wrong. You're all wrong. Some huge freaking guys. Serial crusher theory. <laughs> you know what? Well, he's out getting my coffee. Two creeps. <laughs> Sweet love. Sweet and love. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna want some cream cheese. Oh, bagel and bagel coffee. It it's so out of the norm, and even though it's like indirectly, kind of like hinted at in the beginning where. Like they they like nudge each other and all like you 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 seeing this you seeing this guy I think something's a little uh, iffy iffy about him There's a little light on his feet. he was a uh, poof <laughs> oh, oh, call back to Zoro the Game Blade <laughs> but that whole scene where it's all like what you, it's like okay I'll be there in ten minutes hangs up phone what are you doing I just wanted to cuddle <laughs> cuddle what a fag. <laughs> I think they're trying to tell us something. Two Irish, one Italian. <laughs> uh, but I, I think he brings like the most besides 
Rocco. Like, Rocco can really turn on that sort of, like, in the moment. Crazy. Uh, but Willem Dafoe does it really well in this yeah. movie, too, where he's like, I hate cold cold scenes. I'm going home. Who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> I've never seen anything like this. Well, and is it because he's rattled? He's like, I don't have the answers for I this. think he's just having a fun time. Well, I, I think it's, I think it's up that. Up to a point, though. But I think to the character is also... I think the character is rattled because there's no discernible like logic to what is happening. Right. And the the factor that is being played into it, that's completely deviating everything is Rocco or the or the bumbling kind of like Mr. Magoo stylings of randomly falling through the ceiling, the rope accidentally catching them and just so happens to put them in the right spot to shoot all the Russian mafiosos. And Rocco doing his, like, Wyatt fucking herp. What were you going to do to the other four? <laughs> Laugh him to death? Funny man. <laughs> so, I mean, for him, it is going to be frustrating because he can't figure out this, like, random third party that's joining the group. And it's it's it is uh, befuddling him. I'd say that. Yeah. I And I do appreciate that Rocco is not he doesn't get in the way of the story too much you know he's there enough where he adds the emotional element because they have no real family that they're aware of or that they're close to you know Mm -hmm. Rocco is kind of their family so for when he spoiler alert dies it really does give a emotional tug of you know their best friend just got killed and well I mean and you see different things that literally are their lives that they are going to that are being ripped out of, you know, their comfort zones. Rocco eventually dies. The bar is being taken from the owner uh, persuasively. And then they lose their jobs at the at the meatpacking plant. People at glass houses sink ships. <laughs> Fuck us. The what you make like a make like a tree and get the fuck out of here. Oh, uh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that, that's a wild character that they created with the, the barkeep. And he's not in it very much, but just the like the Tourette's. The hit. Tourette's is funny for, for a barkeep. Yeah. Now, what do you guys think of the Willem Dafoe cross-dressing scene? Joey Bebo sent me over as entertainment. Ooh. We're going to jump straight into that. Well, because okay. I, I, I feel like there's two items in this movie that, that aged very poorly. That being the second one, the first one, Rocco's joke. Oh, like the, yeah. the whole scene, like lots of liberal use of slurs being used, which, yeah, it's it's it is a rated R and, movie. That is a different is. time, like a different time. But that was. Uh, Widely I mean, accepted, just, but I also think that that just because Willem Dafoe it, is mafia is world, the, yeah, like it, they hate they hate. Well, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. That oh. wasn't the look. The look was not supposed to be like for, as you say, like the the world. Then I thought you meant like, oh yeah, no, throwing out the N word in the year 2000 was perfectly acceptable. No, 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 no for the mafioso world that Rocco yeah, Rocco is in, they're all in. Yeah, that's that. I think is reasonable sure sure but you'd be hard pressed to find a movie released 
lately, unless it's like a, you know uh, the green room or something like that, or a period piece, or, yeah. or something like, or, yeah. But the American History X sort of style of just yeah. blatantly in your face with it. But my issue with the Willem Dafoe scene is that just because he is a you know a gay FBI agent, like I I think he could have come up with a different disguise or a different entrance. Yeah. I feel like the cross-dressing to get in while he is, he is chewing up the scenery playing that part. It just seemed, it seems out of place now. Too far. Too far. Yeah. If you, it is, um, paper thin, wafer thin wafer thin if if you scratch at it at all it really is not yeah. very doesn't hold water very well because it's it's still Willem Dafoe and drag it's and, very much William Dafoe and drag and <laughs> kissing a man and committing to the role uh, I, that I don't have the issue with it's, it's just no, that, no, like, it, the, and you know what because everything like he he slaps his lover and, yeah. and calls him a fag and then he he uh he calls somebody in the gay bar that he was drinking at oh just pour the drink you sissy fairy or you fucking <laughs> sissy fairy or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that yeah so it seems like he's just, he's like, like very much more of a a macho dominant i just didn't see him then turning around it's like, oh, well, I happen to have a lady's wig and all these ladies clothes that's how i'm going to get into the fucking mafia safe yeah. house that's my only that is issue. the question like I mean, he's obviously not from town. Where is he getting the outfit? I, I mean, Did I just stop shopping. I stop at Kohl's. I do think the end semi fall not falls apart, but like gets very loosey goosey, especially where all the cops now are like allowing the saints to go. They, they, they dextered it. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, uh, um. Oh, what was the uh, dances with wolves or it's just like, and here's the movie and here's a paragraph of yeah. what happened. And they ride off into the wilderness. Yeah. The end. But getting there and I, I forgot cause I hadn't seen this in a while. Yeah. But the scene where Rocco accidentally shoots the cat, it still elicits a fucking belly laugh out of me, just the blackest oh of humor. Because it's just so unexpected and it's so messy. Oh, it's the same thing with like in Pulp Fiction when he accidentally slams Shoots. down the gun. <laughs> Shut and just, in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's so shocking for it. And you you don't expect it. And you like, I mean, they're just as shocked. We're as shocked. It's it's much like you know the uh, the cast in Aliens with the chest burster. Everyone's reacting to it. It's crazy. I I don't care how many times you watch it. As you said, it's still impactful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the whole scene after when the girlfriend oh and her friend God. comes in. That's one of the that's one of my favorite non action oriented scenes. <laughs> just Rocco losing like he's throwing like random. We like, gotta get out. Of here. We gotta get out of here. Like, he's like just grabbing random shit. At records. <laughs> And normally we gotta go. He's Brand just like shit. He's like, I love this. <laughs> like, you're crazy. What? Well, I mean, Rocco. <laughs> much like you said, Rocco. <laughs> much like you said that, like William Defoe is such a unique character, and he has this various energy. And Rocco is hilarious. I think Rocco's character has all this energy, but he doesn't know exactly how to use it because, like, he's he, a wild mage. Well, because I mean, like, <laughs> just casting spells. You're like, whoa, 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 stop casting. Why a magic surge? Oh no! Why are there bubbles coming up? What is going on? You're gonna rip the fabric of reality. 
Because I think in his own world, like he doesn't exactly know his place necessarily. He calls himself, you know, the funny man. Okay. So he almost seems just kind of like a like a groupie in a way for like the mafioso. And even the, the his boss says that he's a package boy. So, yeah, well, I right. think that his that's kind of is that's his That's what title. the ladies called me in high school. Hey-o. Oh. Yeah. No, that's a lie. <laughs> They're all, is there anything else that comes with this? You're like, ma'am, just sign here. Just return to center. Return to center. But I'm wondering if he's like above the guys that he kills at the diners where they're excited too. They're like, yeah, no, yeah. I think he's no. like they know that the we're bottom good rung, man. Yes. I think that he's like just someone that literally they say, Hey, take this to old Tom, blah, blah, blah. And he just runs. But he knows like, Everything. Ray Liotta from Goodfellas at 13 was higher up on the ladder Ooh, than fucking oh, Rocco. <laughs> well, but I mean, like, the, his boss is like, if he turns state's evidence, we could all go to jail. Which is crazy that he well, has... because he just, he's... So, I mean, you're right. He's the background guy who knows everything. He knows, like, where to deliver stuff. He knows who's going to where. Like, he probably, like, schedules appointments or, like, makes certain that people are going to get there. He's the guy who's all like... Oh, where's where's Lou? We need to find Lou. Is it Tuesday? Lou's at the diner. Like, I know where Lou's going to be. But he is super unreliable, probably, for them because he is constantly drunk. What do you he doesn't he, he doesn't make enough. They don't give him enough money to, like, help really elevate him out of his life. But I also don't think they probably give him enough responsibility. The, the Russians covered it to the mist. The Russians covered it to the bar. He's like, oh, you want me to talk to my boss? And everybody's like, yeah, totally. No, they're not because they know Rocco. And they're like, no, <laughs> yeah. like, it's fine. Like, what are you really even going to pull? Like, they're really going to be, all right, let's go get them. You know, just because you told us, Rocco, thank you. No. Yeah, yeah, so. No. Eh. Uh, fucking. Um, oh, God. The porn star. Oh, Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy. Just so great. I, I oh. love Ron Jeremy. It's great. That he, <laughs> I mean, if there is a Rocco, man that personifies sleaze, <laughs> it just is dripping off of Ron Jeremy. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> He's sweating in the, the just jerk box. Oh god! Like he he, it's, it, like his face doesn't look like he uses lotion. It just he plies a thick layer of Vaseline it's, it's, and then rubs it back through his hair. I don't know what STDs smell like, but I imagine Ron Jeremy smells like that. When, when Rocco gives him the sandwich and the Don like looks at it and he's like he like looks at Ron Jeremy like look at this shit. What is this? Like, he's what like, is oh, this? whatever. Oh, what a, yeah, I'll it just, just eat looks it. like bread and meat. That's all it looks <laughs> like. He's like, what is it? There's there's no mayonnaise, no mustard, no nothing. And he's like, fine, I'll listen to the joke. Maybe that'll be juicy enough. And the Don, like, I don't really know a lick of Italian. I feel like the Don is sort of like fake German from, um, <laughs> uh, uh, not Point Break, but uh, fucking Nakatomi Tower. God damn it. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Uh, Shoot the glass. Shoot the glass. <laughs> yeah. It's just fake German because he'd like, well, random be like, Bada, ba, fangula, ba, and no mina pacha, mamma mia. It's like, you're oh. insignificant. Neapolitano. Oh. I just want to, I want to like a parody of him on the phone, just like waiting, waiting quiet. Bobbity boopy. Bobbity boopy. Scusi. A boon of apple. Peter, you can't talk Italian just because you have a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> they can't. <laughs> <laughs> <Bastardo>. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Oh. I, 
I do love that a former mafioso underboss is now like the bathroom attendant. Well, is he? He's blind, right? Well, who cares? No, no, but like. Shouldn't he, he shouldn't he blind? be treated? Shouldn't he be treated like you know all the former presidents? They get like secret service. Like shouldn't he be like sitting in like a bar somewhere, like talking to all the old good fellas about so past don't times? Don't kink shame him. I maybe maybe he's retired and he's like I you think, know what? I like the smell of bathrooms. Oh, I think less that. I I wonder, and this is like getting real RP with it, like. If, you know, like, backstory, like, oh, here we go. Let's dive into the... When I was a boy, I had to clean the toilets in my mom's restaurant. No, I'm wondering if he had... When he, like, got... It, like, for him to get out, they were like, okay, you can get out. But we have to blind you? No, but, like... But all... You're gonna be... Like, you're gonna live your life, but you will be a servant to us. Okay, uh, I don't know about that, because when the head mafioso comes in... And he's like, and he fuck can, you. No, I know, he can <laughs> smell him. You know he can smell him. And he just, like, looks at him, he's like, fuck you. And he's like, oh, come on, you gotta help me. And I'm just like, no. Like, he just uttered, like, the single phrase, which I love the way he said, fuck you. <laughs> oh, but, but makes... I brought you some nice gabagool. <laughs> like, gabagool. Sorry, if, the, if he's a servant... I don't think it's. I, I mean, like, not I, so much like a like a, but just like, hey, we're gonna take we're gonna care keep of, you around. But we're gonna keep you around. We're you know, this you, is your pension plan. Yes. <laughs> oh God, how sad. That's. Or it's like uh, it's like playing a uh, an RPG game, and that was the quest that you should have gone to, like right off the bat, and you waited until the end of the game to finish it. So it's like, now you're the Mafia Don, and you gotta go talk to the bathroom attendant to find out where El Duce is. You know what it is? It's in Skyrim when you finally take over the Archmage Tower, and you become the Archmage, and there's still the NPC that you took it from, and when you walk around, he bumps into you, he's like, who are you? Get out of my way! And you're like, bitch, I run this place! <laughs> this is my house! <laughs> it's, uh, all cards on the table. I actually never finished Skyrim. I had so many friends that were like, oh yeah, like I got to level 60 in like two days, and I'm like, are you... I fucking struggled, so, like, because what I do is I explore... I just go up to the top of the mountain. Oh, what's in this cave? Instant death. <laughs> okay, can't go in there. Like, ooh, this bear is way too powerful for me. And then I try and min-max, and then it doesn't work because I picked the wrong thing. And I'm trying to heal while holding an axe. Doesn't work. That's what I did with New Vegas. I avoided, like, main storylines the longest time because I just explored the entire map, which there's a trophy for. So Nathan, I also did not finish Skyrim, but oh. my reason is different. I made the mistake of not having more than one save. Oh. So usually I'll like alternate saves in case something yeah. bad happens to one, and I do that now because in Skyrim, when I was like heading towards endgame with like fucking eleven billion hours into it, like it would load up. Right at a death scene? To, no, like, oh. it, it just wouldn't load. Oh. And it was like, oh, it's, the file's corrupted, blah, blah, blah. They used ammonia! And, and, I, and I had, I put all this time and energy into it. They used the save file. I put all this time and energy into it, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And I never went back. I've restarted the game once or twice, but I just, I'm like, it's good to, wow, they could, how are you gonna fuck me now, Bethesda? Hmm? He 
He walked in. There was six necromancers. It was a fucking ambush. <laughs> Oblivion. I did all of it and mm. all the expansions. Oh, and I know Skyrim's got like eleven oh. million mods, but uh, uh, that I did. It was just I was so pissed. What was your What was your starting race? Uh, I played what I always play. End up playing is a a dark elf okay. rogue archer. Okay. Uh, the Najit, the okay. cat. I- I went Argonian because if people are chasing you, you just dive underwater and wait for them to go away. And you don't die because you can breathe underwater for some reason. Jesus Christ, Drew. I like it. It's it's also perfect for being a rogue. You sneak up in the water and you're just like, and knock the bow. Boom. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll be dritzed and I'll like dual wield fucking swords. But then I get really good with the bow and I'm like, I could just take out everybody from over here. Crouching. Yeah. I eventually became like ro- what was that? like roguish, oh, but nothing. <laughs> I I wielded an axe for some reason. <laughs> That's which I thought was hilarious. That's also a thing that I usually go with is like very like heavy weapons, heavy armor, and blacksmithing. I'm like, ooh, all about crafting. Well, of course, all about crafting. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You know who was not about crafting? Two Irish people <laughs> that decided uh, to live in squalor. Like they live in well, the shittiest apartment. <laughs> They have the shittiest I'm job. I'm pretty sure they're squatting. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure they're, they're probably, squatting. They're probably no, squatting. The they building, also, they don't need much. The building is straight up going to be condemned. There's no way that any of that building is passing inspections on <laughs> any level. Like the walls, the floors. Well, the lady below them did say that she had water coming through. But she didn't even complain to anyone because the the apartment doesn't, he says like it doesn't have like a landlord or whatever. It's parceled. So I think that like it's just these like individually owned. Like, Maybe. When he ripped the toilet out of the floor, I'm surprised the whole building didn't collapse then because that was a load bearing <laughs> toilet. It's like share the load. Share the load. I'm wondering what the building used to be because the showers that were up in there they look like prison showers with like just you know the the faucet or the uh, the shower head and then just like no dividers no walls yeah, just, just open up like <laughs> Norman Reedus uh, he goes you know uh, no go away Sam I'm I'm going to heaven alone and he goes of course you are and I'm coming with you and he throws the toilet <laughs> he should have broken his legs when he hit the ground I don't care if he landed yeah, on the that's... guy if you notice how he hits him. His back legs still hit the ground. Yeah, I'm like, you should fun. have broken legs. <laughs> yeah, I but know. Who cares? I mean, but but again, it's it's sort of the same thing with them falling through the the air duct and right, miraculously, right. Just, even though the rope was tied to nothing. You smile and you go along for the ride. And was it Elven rope? Because like he gave it a yank <laughs> yes. after they were done and it just came right down. Of course, it's Elven no, he rope. Had the knife. Do you oh, have any for those around, nice bro. shiny daggers? <laughs> So there were supposed to be scenes in the movie with their mother. The mother was supposed to be alive and a character. And she was also supposed to be narrating part of the film as well. There's film scenes of her like on the phone with him. And she seems like she's drunk and at like a canasta game. And she pulls out a gun and she's waving it around. And one of the friends that's sitting next to her, you see like the gun goes in her face. And the friend's just like, stop that. <laughs> and pulls the gun away. So, I mean, it's interesting that that was kind of cut out. For good, which yeah, it's, is for I think for, so. For I think best. it's probably for the, for the best. Yeah, you have various different plot holes, like when William Defoe's character calls them up and leaves the message. How does he have their number? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. can't. I can't remember a scene where like he how he oh, no, possibly did, didn't they give 
Did they? I can't remember like how they. I don't know. It's all right with me if you, your friends want to sleep sleep over. over. <laughs> <laughs> I just love. He's so good. He's so good. So I guess you and McGregor was going to be up for the movie. But he and the director had a heated conversation about the death penalty, and that ended that casting interview. Well, speaking Who, of the director, mm. that's a whole nother story. Like, he wrote the screenplay. He was a bartender at a bar in West Hollywood. Yep. And it got picked up overnight. Yep. And he ended up making shit money because it was, it was, he, I guess, was not fun to work with no apparently he's a delight of a man supposedly which ironically enough overnight is the name of the documentary that puts him in a horrible uh, which light. i want to see right have you seen it i have not seen it i will try and find it yeah. i know that miramax said hey we'll give you four hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the rights we'll also and at the time lovely mr jeffrey epstein said hey i'll also give you 15 million dollars you know and you can direct and i'll buy the bar that you were tending at and you can be co-owner and blah, blah, what? blah, blah, blah. He, yeah. he like had it made at 26 years old. It's like, yes, cha-ching. Thank you. But he pissed off you and McGregor. And then the, yeah. the, uh, uh, you can't the piss movie, off Obi-Wan. Yeah. The movie got sort of like backburnered and yeah. then it was released like blackballed. a couple of months after Columbine. It was uh, in the wake of Columbine. Ooh. So they didn't want to do like Shooting. a wide theatrical release. So the box office returns is less than a million dollars. So it's a six million dollar budget when it had to become an independent film. The U.S. gross was like 30 grand. Yeah. And so that later on Also the Catholic Church condemned it. Yeah. Apparently the, the, the church scenes were shot in a Lutheran church. But uh, apparently hey, they shout took, out to Lutheran. They took, huh? uh, you know? <laughs> they took Miramax to court to get some back royalties and the rights to the sequel, which, right, which I think won. I watched the sequel once and I don't think I was impressed by it. I've never it. watched it. It's not bad. It's not bad. I mean you get the same cast back. I mean uh, Rocco's in, Rocco, he's in some flashback scenes. Oh, okay. I know, but it's not the same. I know it's not the same, but you get now, you get a new weird little sidekick guy, and I mean, really, I remember one great scene in it, and that's about it. But it's not terrible. They should have not killed off Rocco and then made a spinoff movie just with Rocco. I calling it Rocco's Modern Life. Life. Yeah, yeah. Rocco's Modern, Modern, Modern Life. Mafia Life. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, with so many mafiosos dead and they think that like Rocco's the guy, good gosh, like Rocco just walks in and so like, we're going to do a job. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> cats flee before but we're him. we're going to get taken care of. <laughs> we still got a funny guy. <laughs> You're what? You're precious <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, what was his fucking name? <laughs> Skippy. What color was <laughs> it? Bitch. <laughs> Oh shot that like when he like that that shot where he pulls his hair back like all like slick back and he holds the gun out and he's like shut the fuck shut up, your man. fat ass up Emily or whatever her name is I can't go, go buy a pack of smokes without running into ten guys you fucked <laughs> oh god so apparently that role was written just for, for that him. guy oh. and that guy's real name is yeah he's a comedian pretty much uh, the same it's, it's actually like the exact same name just uh but if you look him up it gives his middle name so oh, so funny it's him yeah it's it's definitely him oh uh, but yeah he the director kind of i guess screwed the pooch and it became an independent film 
didn't do that well. But thank God for like Blockbuster because which block- he got n- none of them got any money for that. No, that all went into Weinstein's fucking you know sluice fund payoff pocket. But thank God it became a cult classic. So that's well, yeah. that's where it uh, is it, good again. And- like Donnie Darko, like not widely released. Yeah, uh, but it became this sort of phenomenon just based on its laurels. Mm. Yeah. And now we are uh, getting Boondock Saints 3 with same director, same cast. I swear it's going to be good. I hope it's going to be good. Mm, Yeah, but Billy Connolly was old 20 years ago. (laughs) I don't know how much uh, cigar smoking strapped with six guns he's going to be this time around. You should hear the Captain Blabber on and Blackfoot. (laughs) When you know the language, everything falls into place. So the cigar during the shoot 'em up scene is the only way that they kept him from like grinning from ear to ear is oh. is giving him the cigar to like bite down on because he was playing against type and he was right. enjoyed like just all suited up strapped like, with guns out guns shoot up. I mean despite the fact that like he's shooting as accurate as a stormtrooper in that entire scene because well, all, all, of them are. all of them are. I mean, like, they don't hit him. He hits them. He hits his kid in the leg. That's With all it. due respect, sir, shove it up your ass. <laughs> 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 uh, I also, uh, I, I appreciate Billy Conley in Muppet Treasure Island, which he's hilarious. Jimmy, Billy. Jim, 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 Jim. Our, our no. favorite line oh. for, for Anna. Billy Bones. <laughs> Billy, oh God, I land you anywhere. Uh, <laughs> I love that. No, no, no. But she would do that to that me. She would like. She'd put both <laughs> hands on my cheeks and she'd be like, "Billy Bones, it's me, Brian Pitt." <laughs> Uh, no, you see Christ. you have big boom boom sticks. <laughs> bye bye. Uh, anyways, segmentes. Well, keep it rolling. Anything we, else? I don't know. I mean, is there much really more to discuss aside I mean, from there was the the great shootout with the uh the spinning dangly thing. I also did like the the peekaboo scene where he put the money in, that's where he kills Ron oh, Jeremy. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. And, you know, but why but, fucking well, why is but but bullets from gun A hey, are over here. We have a cowboy. <laughs> the while you're thinking though, the intro I do really like because you have the visiting priest who tries to like get up and stop them from going down the aisle, going and doing their blessings at at like literally the foot of the statue of Christ, and then walking out. And the other guy's like stopping him. He's like, no, 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 it's it's okay. And again, no one stops them. No one pays any heed to it because that entire community knows like, uh, no, we're good. We're gonna let them do what they want. Because we respect these people. But like, okay, like this is, I think, the biggest part that I really wanted to touch on. These two individuals, think in your life of two individuals that would get up in front of like in a service that are just kind of everything else is in their way. They're just they're doing what they're doing and they don't give a shit about rules, regulations or anything else. But they also work at a shit job, they don't really make any money, and does the world really view them as, like, before they do, like, any murders, does the world pay them any heed? They have their, like, little core group of friends. I think there's an implication that they're they're known for something. 
That's, it, would, it would have to be. That's where I'm... Or if... <laughs> If the priest is like, no. Nah, and again, like, this could be the whole thing with the, with the plot and having, you know, different plot holes. We're just happy missing that back they're stories, here. Like, <laughs> where most of the action scenes throughout the entirety of the film are done in flashback. Yeah, like kind of back and forth. Yeah. Tarantino so, yeah. I don't, I honestly hate that they know like four different languages and they are, they use it like twice. And, and, and in such a nonchalant way. And why would you not... Okay, I'm sorry, but if I know three fucking languages... He's not working in a fucking meatpacking plant. Hell no! I will go get a government job and I will become a linguist and I will... Or a translator. I will work for the courts. Maybe like, they don't want that. Uh, what? <laughs> Who doesn't That's want... a load-bearing toilet, Drew. <laughs> Can't just rip that out of the floor. <laughs> Sweat equity they have in that apartment. <laughs> oh. But yeah, they, they don't come off as like... You know, that they, they've they done all the... Even when they're in the hospital and he's, like, like playing things with... Which, oh, P.S., if you rewatch that, one of the nuns has, like, wounds? Yeah, like she was attacked. What's that? Like, Who attacks a nun? And, and why do they show that? Like, why is that a part of the film if I'm not supposed to question that and go, wait, what? what's the nun backstory? Is she gonna be in a new RPG that I'm gonna play? Like what? I, like her backs? Yes, yes. <laughs> is this how? The, is this the nun origin story for uh, for for the uh, was it the insidious sister universe Tabitha or? and her legacy? I love sister. It. What happened? None your business. None your business. Oh Christ! <laughs> but I would I would say that as far as the performances go, the actual Boondock Saints, the two brothers. I mean, they're fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with them. There's not very much that stands out, though. Like, they're kind of like ordering potato skins for a, for an appetizer, which I don't even think you can really do in many places anymore. I would call them just cheeseburgers. Yeah, they're, nothing they're just cheeseburgers. Like, it, they're good. They're satisfied. But there was nothing like, wow. Although, on a cheeseburger, after you've circled the cheeseburger and got most of the good parts out, or if you get around it, if it's an In-N-Out cheeseburger... A four by four? Don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare. That last little back end where all the cheese is dripping with the sauce and you got a like lot of- Like the bottom of a cone from McDonald's. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that scene where Rocco dies and Norman Reedus is on the ground, that is his like last bite right there. That I'll kill him! Where, I'll kill him all! Yeah, like, when he's laughing at where, it, yeah. Yeah, like where he like- watches Rocco like take his last breath and then it like just starts like welling up inside of me. She's like, oh God, like just losing it. I wish they would really have well shown done. how they got caught because all, all you see is going into like the mob boss's house and then suddenly they're going like, hey, they tried to sneak in the back, but we got them. And you're like, how? How did you yeah. get them? No, yeah. this is what we need to find out. But Rocco and Willem Dafoe make the movie. They make the movie. They are the the glue and duct tape that that hold together. It's still it's still great, except for a few questionable bits. You know, twenty one years later, is the is Defoe in two and going to be in three, or does he die? Uh, I don't remember him in the second film at all. Yeah, like I said, I think I watched it once, and oh. I don't like it. Made not much of an impression on me. 
I mean, I would understand if he's not in the set. If they made a second point break to Keanu you, Reeves, you have I would brother. understand that Gary Busey's not in it. Yeah, you but I didn't even see the reboot the of Point Break. I didn't, I was like, oh. Nobody watched that. Come on. Or like the reboot of, um, oh, Christ, uh, not Universal Soldier, but the um, fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger on Mars. Oh, Total Recall? Yeah, made with, I watched with, that. With, uh, it wasn't as and good. And how was that? Oh, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> But you're saying no one watched. Wait, it. not Ethan Hawke, but um, no, it's um, Colin Farrell. Col- Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell. Yeah. Yeah. But she looks good as the penguin. I love. I think Colin Farrell is so and underrated. One of my favorite fucking movies. Uh, when like he, dogs. Yeah, dogs, <laughs> dogs. Oh, uh, dogs, dogs. <laughs> yeah, I like dogs. I like dogs. No, and when he's in Minority Report, everyone like kind of shit on him, and I'm like, I think he's really good like i like the stuff that he does i don't know there's a great little movie called the lobster i have not seen it i know what it's about though with it's that stars colin farrell where basically like you have uh uh-huh or sorry colin farrell why did i say colin farrell uh you have a different different actor you have a certain amount of time to find your mate your husband your wife your whatever if you don't find it by a certain amount of time or you get dumped after a certain amount of time, they send you to this sort of like resort hotel where it's all like the land of misfit toys Aww. where it's all the other people that are single and you have a limited amount of time, a limited stay there to hopefully find somebody. And if you don't, then you turn into a, a you get turned into an animal <laughs> of your choosing. And his would have been the lobster because they live for so long and, you know, he likes the ocean or whatever. Huh. But it's a, it's a really good kind of mindfuck movie, especially towards the end. But it, it was a great performance, I thought, by uh, Colin Farrell. Yeah. I, I like Colin Farrell in, I was looking up his movies, Phone Booth. See, I don't like movies that I take like, place in one. No, no, and like I get buried. that. And I can get uh, that. Yeah. We just watched a movie that Brooke was like, oh, this reminds me a lot of Buried. Because the movie was like all pretty central to one place, and I cannot think of what we just watched. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, he was uh, oh, in the uh, remake of uh, Fright Night with okay. uh, young Chekhov. I can't think of his name. Oh, he was in. I liked Green. Antoine. Room. Antoine. We're rabbit trailing right now. The listeners right now are like in Star Wars. The yeah, stay on target. Stay, stay, on, stay on, target. on target. Luke, you turn off your target computer. <laughs> and we're over here going, loosen up. <laughs> negative, negative. It just impacted on the surface. It's like they said segment ten minutes ago. <laughs> okay, segments. Segments. Okay, you get your beer. The first yeah, segment. You get your fucking beer. <laughs> You'd have a better chance dragging a beer through this. <laughs> I'll get my fucking rope. For a few seconds, this place was Armageddon. Uh, that was a firefight! Agent Paul Smecker really gets into the moment when deciphering and even slightly reenacting the shootout in the neighborhood between the McManus brothers and Il Duce. He gets into it so much he screams the one. Uh, he screams one of the most quotable lines from the movie. There was a firefight. When it comes to shoot 'em up and gunfight scenes in films, notable ones will always stick with us. 
What is one of those scenes for you? Bonus point, was there a quotable line from that scene? I'll take lead on this. I'm going to throw it out there. I know we all probably thought it when we were writing the segment. I don't know if anyone put this as their their pick, so I have a second one. But the Matrix lobby scene. Would you please remove any metallic items you're carrying? Keys, loose change. Holy shit! I'm just, uh, if you have any wristwatch, loose change, oh. car keys. Uh, holy shit! Like... <laughs> The best, and one of the best, I think, gunfights I've ever watched. The best gun, gun kata, uh, if you will. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you, you, you leave equilibrium out of this. <laughs> uh, but my runner-up is um, in open range. You the one killed our friend? That's right. I shot the boy, too, and I enjoyed it. Oh, I almost are went you the there. One who shot the shot pretty our princess the boy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Boom, boom. And that is one of the best intros to a fight, I think, because it's just it's so real. Of like, so quick. all right, I have that checkbox. You're dead. You free grazers. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Blue Bonnet. <laughs> I'm a brother from Langley. <laughs> I'm bleeding chips. <laughs> I'll take this next one. Uh, genuine uh, from Cuba. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a good smoke. That's a good smoke. Oh, it melted. Oh, oh boss. Uh, mine is coming from Tombstone, and Ooh. it is the river scene. Oh, Nathan's last movie. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, that was that oh, was. Gordon. <laughs> that was not Nathan's last movie. <laughs> what was it, Nathan? Maverick, Maverick. <laughs> I should have picked a gun scene from that, <laughs> but uh, the, but the river scene when uh, you know Kurt Russell, it's just all like, no, son of a bitch, no. no, 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 and then you know uh, the uh, the main villain, he's just sitting there, like, look at that, look at him. It's just boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I, I love, love that scene. I mean, more importantly, as as an honorable mention, and again from Tombstone, and hopefully I didn't take Jax, it's the, uh, say when. Oh, you're a daisy if you do. <laughs> you're a daisy if you do. Yeah, he's so drunk, he's got to be seen double. And I got one for the <laughs> each <should> <laughs> Well, now I hate him. <laughs> uh, so I diverged. It's not a movie. Oh. Uh, my TV show? Yeah. Okay. Well, oh. limited series. <laughs> uh, what, I, think, I think far and away. <laughs> limited series. <laughs> I think far and away. My, one of my favorite, if not my favorite episode of Band of Brothers is Crossroads. And I think it's it's so well written that that episode and, you know, they go and they take out the machine gun nest at night. And then the next morning they ambush the uh, the German platoon. Right. But it ends up being like a like a division. There's a whole other company. Yeah, there's a yeah. whole other. And I just I love 
that whole scene where Captain Winters, uh, I think it's Major Winters at that point, throws the smoke. And I think he's Captain at that point. I don't think he's Major at that point. Yeah, well, no, I think he's Major because he's now he's typing up the I after action true. report. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and so interspersed throughout the the action is Major Winters at the the typewriter, like you know, two two finger typing it in, and Ron Livingston comes in and he sees that. Major Winters has got a, an orderly now, and he's like, "Yeah, it's it's my orderly." He's, uh, all right, uh, a bacon so sandwich, a bacon sandwich, <laughs> and uh, and, and uh, I'll take a bacon sandwich. And then he leaves at the end of that scene. He's like, "Yeah, let me know if you uh, come across any any bacon sandwiches." So, <laughs> so that's the quote: "The bacon sandwich." Like, uh, yeah, I'll take a bacon sandwich. Orderly, huh? I suppose you do stuff like get coffee. Can do, sir. Black, no sugar, and a bacon sandwich. Why don't you want something? Bacon sandwich. But it's interspersed through that, just that wonderful episode. And just when Major Winter comes up and it's like the little kid and like he has a moment of like, huh? like and then smiles. he just takes them out. And then like the whole, it's one of my favorite sort of like tactical shootouts. I love it. Okay. it it's a good scene. Yeah. Yeah. Segment number two. Oh, the boys, tell me how you make them laugh when you come around. What a crack up you are. Funny man. I'm having a shitty day. I'm depressed. Tell me a funny joke. Rocco is the funny man. There's no denying this, and he's happy with it. Though being put on the spot to tell a joke makes him sweat bullets. I think that anyone who knows us cannot refute that we're some funny people. We each have a good sense of humor, and we all have a good time together. If someone were to put you on the spot to tell a joke, which one would you choose? Let's hear that joke. So I will uh, I will start. This is one that I, I just enjoy because it's one that my grandfather told my dad and Grandpapa. my dad. Grandpapa. And my dad uh, would tell it all the time uh, growing up. And I just I thought it was funny. And people knew that he told it again and again, but they're still like politely listening. So you have a hunter going through the woods and he's tracking down a bear. And he is desperately trying to find this bear because, you know, he wants a trophy. And I and he thinks that this would be a good trophy a nice big bear so he goes to the woods and it's getting kind of late though and he's like all right i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go and he turns around to leave and he hears a snap and he turns around and he sees a bear rear up and roar right in front of him and he freaks out and he turns around and he bolts and he runs and he accidentally drops his gun and then he trips and he falls and he stumbles over and he's he's kind of trying to gain consciousness and he sees the bear charging up to him and immediately he gets down on his hands and knees and he starts praying, oh dear Lord, please let that bear be a Christian bear. Please let that bear be a Christian bear. And suddenly he hears the pawing stop and it's eerily quiet. And then he opens his eyes and he sees the bear kneeling in front of him. And his paws are cupped over his eyes and he can hear something coming from the bear. So he leans in and he hears, dear Lord, Please bless this food that we are about to eat. <laughs> For a moment there, you had a real John Candy great outdoors vibe going on. Like when he's telling the kids the bear story and your 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 hand motions and everything. That was that was pretty great. Good. That was pretty great. I do thank you. Um I love John Candy. I'm not much of a joke teller. Yeah, Sam. But I like them though. <laughs> but I, I worked with for a long time a lot of a lot of older older folks, and this is what one of my patients told me one time. It always stuck with me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it on you guys. Anecdotes are fun. Yeah. 
There we go. An old couple goes to visit some friends of theirs. The four retirees settle on the porch, and while the women fall into conversation, the man asks his friend how he's been. Oh, we've been doing well. We just found this great new restaurant that we just love. The food is so good, and the prices are reasonable, and there's always plenty of leftovers. That's great, exclaims the host. What's the restaurant called? The guest works his mouth in concentration. Mm, A flower, he mutters. Uh, One that many people grow in their yards. Like tulips, the host asks. No, says a friend, but it is red. Oh, the host says, perhaps hibiscus. No, 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 says the guest. It's got thorns and it grows in bushes. Oh, you mean roses? Yes, exclaims the guest excitedly. That's it exactly. And he clears his throat and calls out to his wife. Hey, Rose, what's the name of that restaurant that we like? (laughs) That's cute. I have two jokes. And again, like Jack, I'm not a big, like, reach into my back pocket and pull out a joke type person. Having a child, I've learned that it is good to have a good one or two kid jokes. uh, Very, Mm. you know, G-rated um, jokes. My favorite with Ethan is what did the right eye say to the left eye? Something smells between us. <laughs> and and he gets a huge kick out of it. But I honestly, and I know that this is not politically correct, correct, but I honestly love any of the like blonde jokes or even jokes that do like touch on like racial stereotypes. I laugh because it's a joke. It's supposed to just be an all in good fun, especially when it's not too hard on on the race. But this one is actually turns it on its head. It's about a male blonde. So there's three construction workers and they all open their lunch pail and they're on the top of a skyscraper. An Italian, a Mexican, and a blonde guy. You know, a blonde, blonde man. A, a blonde, a man. blonde man. And uh, you know, the Italian says, uh, Mamma mia, if I get one more a slice of pizza, I'm going to jump off this building. And the Mexican looks into his lunch pail and says, if I get one more burrito, I'm going to jump off this building. And the blonde man says, if I get one more bologna sandwich, I'm going to jump off this building. The next day, they all open their lunches. All three have the same item and they jump off the building. At the funerals, the Italian wife says, oh, like... How could he have done this? Like, you know, I could have made him uh, so many, so many different meals. Rigatoni. Gabacool. And the Mexican life says, oh, uh, I, I agree. Uh, I, I could have made him any tacos or anything. And the blonde says, I don't understand why you guys are crying. He made his own lunch. <laughs> so <laughs> poor blonde guy <laughs> oh that's that's good that's but yeah good. I, that's I, good. I like the the fun little ones that are not too jabbing into yeah <laughs> into actual real life stuff yeah yeah i always kind of like the dead baby jokes but that's uh yeah that's Ooh. you gotta read the crowd on that yeah, one you do that's the other part is that you really do have like obviously rocco read the crowd and even said like yeah sure the word that you you keep saying like does that help the joke well like, but i mean he was prompted so uh, it's not so much reading the crowd like, like he was two told, or three times like yeah, he was like, like no told say almost it. to say it <laughs> okay well third segment it's a family prayer my father my father's and father's before him so that's our shit the brothers hold tight to the fact that their prayer and latin wrap up is strictly for them and their family, despite Rocco's asking. 
What's a saying or quote that either your father, mother, or maybe a beloved family mother have uh, used or something that's specifically for your family? I'll take the lead first. Uh, So in uh, my grandparents' house up in Cleveland, my grandma had uh, like after like later in life, she became like a a realtor and I'm I'm a realtor. I sell houses and like she loved it and she had her little work desk and it had a plate of glass over it uh, as some desks do. And she had all these different things and curios and printouts and stuff under the glass. One of them always caught my eye. Shoot uh, the glass. Shoot. <laughs> don't shoot the glass. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, it was this this prayer uh, because they were very Catholic. But it was it was sort of a twist. And I always liked it. I, in fact, I use it as a toast sometimes. But it's, uh, may those who love us, love us. May those that don't love us, may God turn their hearts. And if God can't turn their hearts, may he turn their ankles. So we'll know them by their limping. Hmm. <laughs> That's that's a good little prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, As far as prayers go, my grandfather was not a religious man. And semi-mockingly at at Thanksgiving, he would deliver before my dad would then say, okay, dad, I'm going to actually bless the food. But grandpa (laughs) would always say, God is neat. Let's eat. And just like digging at the whole like, like, let's just get to eating. And that's what dad would be like, no, 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 let's, let's eat or let's, let's actually pray and and do it right. But in my family, my father and I speak a different language. This language is called Bulderish. And so if we are out somewhere and we want to look like we're having a conversation about the person in, I I don't even know how to explain this, but we start go on. We start talking <laughs> as if we know this language of and the person will be like, yeah, yeah, and people look at us. And That's go, fantastic. But we have no idea what we're saying. We're not saying anything. You are literally the foreigner. This is we are doing pig Latin without actually knowing pig Latin. Like I love it. That's. Funny. Do you know the play The Foreigner? So it's about a guy who I comes. Like the band. <laughs> it's about a guy who comes to New York and he pretends to be foreign well, and Jackie he pretends Chan to be movie? from a country that no one knows and he's speaking a foreign language that no one knows. But he's making it up the entire time. He's just speaking gibberish. So he, you go through the entire play with him. Speaking Is this Rowan gibberish. Atkinson? Is this because uh, <laughs> I can just picture him? <laughs> I win. <laughs> I'm in a race. Beach. <laughs> So mine is, ironically enough, another family member that uh, would say it at uh, at also dinner prayers. And it'd be my dad after he would give a very heartfelt prayer. But at the very end, he would always wrap it up with, Amen, Holy Ghost, biggest hog eats the most. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that's what he would always say. And to nice, just like, just pin a little rose on that. My Nana would always sign her letters and or like get off the phone call. And she would always tell everyone, she's like, take care. I care. Oh. So that was Nana. Oh, Nana's. Oh, Nana. <laughs> oh, well, Jack, do we have a do we have a Patreon special before we give some ratings? We do. Ooh. If there is enough crowd support, Real Fills will, will construct their own sleazy 
peekaboo style room. Uh, our fans and listeners can show up and choose if they want a recommend a movie recommendation from Candy Corn Drew, Cherry Popper Nathan, or Spicy Salty Peppa Jack. <laughs> Peppa Jack. Peppa Jack. <laughs> you uh you you pick the uh, person that you want to recommend a movie and you slide five dollars through the slot <laughs> uh i will one of us will activate the window on the other side and dressed in a nice skimpy outfit i'll be like what do you want to watch what are you feeling you know doing a little doing a little bibbity bop do we get bibbity bop? Do we get and then like i'll, I'll do dance. that where you you turn your arms up and then i'll go like this Ooh, squeeze! Kinda, I'll squeeze. press. I'll press. Yeah, press, press them the movie together. Genres together. Press them together. <laughs> yep. Ooh, a hybrid genre. Yep. Yep. And uh, you can uh, come and solicit. Oh, oh whoa! <laughs> whoa! Hey! Oh! Uh, you can um, visit us and uh, solicit uh, any movie recommendations. If you want to watch something sci-fi, you want horror, uh, you want uh, just a good all-around movie, uh, you pick your poison, throw us that $5. If you pick an old-fashioned, you're going to get an old-fashioned. And we'll give you a show. <laughs> hey uh, Lotion and Kleenex is <laughs> provided. Gratis. <laughs> oh, excellent. Well... Uh, what would everyone give this movie? This movie obviously holds, I think, a special place in all of our hearts. So with that aside, this movie to me is a flip of the... For other people, it would be a flip of the coin where it just depends on if it's your kind of movie or not. Like... it. Uh, it's hard to explain that you either really dig the vibe that they're putting out, or I think that it's a movie that you can easily lose interest in, in the first like 10 minutes. Sure. So I would, for me though, I would give this a seven out of 10 where uh, I've rarely been disappointed in it. I've rarely said no to it, but there is times that I don't reach for it. I just, you know, there's other movies to pick, but again, it's a great, fun film. Come to daddy. Oh, 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 oh you dirty girl. Oh. <laughs> so the body count for this movie was 33 and one cat. Uh, I would give this movie uh, a 30 out of 33 minus the cat. It checks a lot of boxes. It's got the nostalgia. It still holds up. And like I've said about other movies in the past, I would be hard-pressed if somebody asked me, you know, besides my stepsons, would do you want to watch Boondock Saints? And most of the time, I will say, yes. Yes. Yes, I do. So I would also be giving it about a 7 out of 10. Uh, my 3.5 out of 5, I think this movie is just plain fun. I, I don't care how many times I've seen it, how long it's been since I've seen it. Uh, it's just It's just enjoyable. It's just enjoyable to me. And come on, you got a soundtrack with the Dropkick Murphys? What what more what what do you what do you want? <laughs> what are you looking for? <laughs> so you're telling me that I get to watch a good movie and not really watch a bad movie. Well then I'll have a Coke. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a Coke. <laughs> it's got this guy Rocco and Will Defoe. <laughs> I'll have a Coke. I'll I'll have a Coke. Coke. Well, guys, considering it is our 100th episode. A spectacular! 
I have a little bit of trivia for the two of oh, you. Oh, shit. I did not Drew study. wants to play a game. <laughs> Do I play a game? I want to play that a game. That sounded more like a... I play a game so hard. <laughs> I play a game so hard. <laughs> It right. puts the game to the listeners or else it gets the hose again. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. So you guys can take some time to think about this because that's the magic of editing. Oh, I like it. <laughs> and respectively, we'll see who can get more po- more correct. Oh, nice. Which, as of this moment right now, at 7.50 p.m., which are our top 10 most downloaded episodes of all time. Okay, if you can get five out of the top 10. I will spare the city. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> please. <laughs> if you find 10 righteous movies. <laughs> Rat Race is up there, so uh, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> it's going to be higher than Maverick, don't worry. <laughs> but let's let's say this. Top five, but you cannot choose trimmers. Because the, pi- okay. the pilot is always going to be one of the most downloaded yeah. episodes. Ooh, shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> there went my <laughs> my my layup. <laughs> do we have to do this tonight? Oh, I was going to say, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. like, right now. Just real quick. Oh, okay. It's supposed Ooh, to be spontaneous. Well, then, definitely Willow. Um, I'd even say Demon Barber of Fleet Street. No. But I mean, if that's your list, go for it. That's yeah. my list. Yeah. That's my list. All right, I've got my five. I'm going to go with Willow, mm-hmm. obviously, is number one. Indiana, jo- uh, sorry, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers is number two. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is number three. Mm-hmm. Casino Royale is number four. And Last Samurai at number five. Okay. This so is all the- movies you picked. <laughs> <laughs> that, those Except are. for Willow. <laughs> Did so, I pick Last Samurai? I believe you did. I think you did. <laughs> okay. So this oh, is, that sounds really pompous and assy of me. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's all right. So it's this fine. is what I will tell you, Nathan. They're all low-hanging fruit. <laughs> out, of, out of those five picks, you got two right. Ooh. Uh, so I'm going to go with Willow as well. I'm going with uh, Sweeney Todd and the Wicker Man. Oh, Princess Wicker. Bride. Fuck. And Braveheart. You also got two. Ooh. So that means, so Willow so, obviously was both, we both got, or no. Did we get two different ones? No. Oh. So how about this? You both have two. Let's give two more movies to see if we can get a tiebreaker. All right. <laughs> scroll, 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 yeah. scroll. All right. Okay. 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 Do you want me to go first? That's fine. I'm not going to change my mind. Glory and Interstellar. Okay. Interstellar, Last of the Mohicans. Nathan wins. Bye, With Glory, uh, Willow, and you, you also you said Casino Royale, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. What? So so I got Willow. And you got what? Willow and uh, the Princess Bride. I think Glory, on honestly, so because, it's, because it's the second episode. So, yeah, yeah. Here are the top ten episodes currently, and this is in order from first to tenth. Trimmers with 733 episodes. Willow, 635 episodes. Little Rascals with 504. Oh, Jesus. And that's the one with the worst. I apologize. That's the one with the worst sound quality. <laughs> I'm not going to go to it. <laughs> uh, Glory, 495. The Princess Bride, 489. Independence Day, 478. 
Happy Gilmore with 476, Goodfellas 474, Casino Royale 473, and High Fidelity with, Whoa. with uh, 469. Oh, people, <laughs> we have better. <laughs> Explore our catalog. <laughs> People of the jury, I implore you. <laughs> I feel like, uh, and it's a bad, bad movie reference, but like uh, the Justice League where like old Flash is coming back. It's like, look at the other movies. <laughs> They're the key. They're the key. They're the key. So Nathan, you get a Real Feels podcast car decal. Ooh, oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that, was that not happy? <laughs> No, it's okay. Continue on with the trivia, Drew. I want to win more. <laughs> oh, that was it. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't advertise shit. <laughs> it's on the back of my fucking phone. <laughs> Every day. Nathan Shower. <laughs> I had that, and then it, that, that it case fell broke. Off. No, the case oh, broke. the case broke. Well. Yeah. <sighs> well, coming up. Yeah. <gasps> Grab Baggins. It's the best, most wonderful What are you going to get? Grab Baggins. <laughs> I need you to record that. I think that'd be great. What was your little jingle? The it was the was it, no. I know. Was it you, Bagel Bites or was it? No, no. Hot it pockets. was Hot Pockets. Like you had some type of jingle. I'll have to listen back yeah. to the uh, end of the last episode. When you want to pretty... pick a film, but not a. <laughs> That's it. But not a lot of time. <laughs> what are you gonna, gonna pick? pick? Grab, Grab Baggins. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Outstanding. So yeah, Grab Baggins is coming up, and then uh, after that we have Jack's cult favorite cult a classic cult classic cult uh, oh bafongu cult classical insignificant bastardo <laughs> <laughs> and uh nathan we're getting some civil war action Ooh. yeah yeah <laughs> and then we'll spoiler alert it's not glory it's not glory <laughs> or last samurai <laughs> god bless us everyone <laughs> and then we'll uh We'll wrap up the season with paranormal comedy. High hmm. spirits? No, it can't be. Can't be. We'll get better. We already did it. <laughs> oh, Jack. Oh, Jack. Oh, the paper. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, hopefully, everyone is going to be joining us for all those episodes. And uh, hopefully, everyone at this point in time had a great Thanksgiving and enjoyed the new episode of what have you been watching so guys if you want to get in contact with us by all means look up the real feels podcast up on facebook and instagram you can also hit us up on twitter we are at real feels pod that is r-e-e-l and of course if you want to call the tooch line guys call it leave us a voicemail at 661-376-0030 because we really like it da, da, da. Tooch me baby Tooch me baby Reach out and tooch me <laughs> And guys we still have our contest going on For our 100th episode celebration So if you can get us your reviews Up on Apple Podcast And send us a copy of that review To our email by December 8th Hey, a nice little prize package is going to go out to you guys celebrating our 100th episode. You're going to get a Real Feels sticker and keychain prize pack. I will also be sending you a Blu-ray DVD of The Boondock Saints. And uh, folks, uh, Drew illustrated, illustrated it well. Um, 
It's not like we have thousands of people downloading each of these episodes. So if you listen to this episode, even if it is a month, two months later, (laughs) call the Tooch line, give us a review, (laughs) you'll probably win. (laughs) No, they have until December 8th. It's not like they listen to it in March and they're like, I wonder. <laughs> now, if they already did a uh, review, can they screenshot the review they've already done? If they have already done a review, yes, by all means. Screenshot the review and send it back in. I can also uh, look back through anyone who has left a review up on Apple uh, Podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll throw those in as well. And uh, you can also update a review on Apple Podcast. And I think it might repost it again. Hmm. Do you love me? Make an assessment. I'm old, Greg. I think Drew hates it. I do hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm old, Greg. The Mighty Boosh. Oh. I don't know if I've... I don't think I've watched. It doesn't matter. Oh. You'll be fine. When you <laughs> said old, Greg, I was like... Old, Greg! I, I th- I I, I'm old, Greg. Old, Greg. Like, I was like, a cup of old, a cup of old Greg? Like, like in a yes, he's Star a Trek? Of, yeah, he's a cup Hot. of tea. It- <laughs> Hot. Hot. John Luke blew up the damn ship. <laughs> no, 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 father. Uh, there are four lights. Uh, one hundred episodes. Yeah, one hundred. Mm-hmm. We did it. Who's ready for the next? Wrap 100? it up. We're done. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're going. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, Frown out the door. <laughs> Oh, Frodo. Oh, nice and drawn out. All right, guys, we will see you (laughs) in two weeks' times for some grab baggins and some new genres coming up for season five, which we have decided our name on season five, Real Feels and the Order of the Grab Baggins. Mm Ba-boom. That was was thanks to Nathan. We're trying to keep that, you know, fun. Fun, like, fanfic kind of, like, uh, you know, motif going. So we're doing a little Harry Potter this time. You're a real feels, Harry. Will you stay with me till the end? We never left. (laughs) Listener has given Dobby a download (laughs) review. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we'll see you guys later on. You're the realist. And the feelist. Well, folks, this has been really nice. Uh, it's been a real treat not doing Maverick. Uh, so, uh, they used ammonia! Nathan, Nathan used ammonia! Do you smell? Do you smell? There was a firefight! <laughs>